Hallelujah. Ambassadors. Ambassadors. It's good to come back home. Uh, indeed. There is no place like home. And damn home. Yeah, there are two things all together. There is no place than home and like home. So it's good to come back. Let me... I've always said, and I will continually say, that life is such that anyone who doesn't appreciate, such a person would depreciate. And then, I've always kept on saying, that if you are not thankful, your tank will never be full. And then, your gratitude will determine the altitude you go in life. So, if you come to this realization and understanding, it becomes a necessity that someone who has connected you to any other place, you would have to appreciate such a fellow. Because life is said that you need someone to take you to someone before you become somebody. You are nobody because you are not connected to someone who is higher than you are for the person to connect you. And that is why you are so loaded. But you are where you are. It took a day when Paul F. Kratz connected TDJs. From there and then, TDJs has become a history to the world. You don't appreciate. You take things for granted. So... I really appreciate our father of the house, Reverend, though I know he's not here, but the spirit is with us. Hallelujah. And then I appreciate the president and his cohorts. Uh, they are the hosts over here. God bless you for this honor. I don't take it for granted at all. In fact, I have seen my bishop. Bishop, the day is in the house. Bishop, God bless you. I know my father is on his way coming. You may not know him, but you might have heard of his name, EFK. I am also of the view that it takes a woman to give birth, but it takes a father to raise him. And without a father, you can't go further. So, in life, if you want to go further, it depends on how you are connected to your father. So I know EFK will be in the house. He called me, son, you are ministering, I will be with you. And my heart was filled with joy. Just at that word. Please, let's appreciate EFK. That's my father. We can do better, people of God. God bless you, daddy. I've always said, on my stay on campus as the chief servant, I wasn't the president, metaphorically, but as the chief servant. But for this man of God, my life would have been whimsical. But I thank God that he didn't become a master, he became a father. And there is a distinction between mastership and fatherhood. The one whom you subjected yourself to, you see him as a mistress or a master. And that is why you are not seeing the mysteries and then the secrets that he has or she has. It would take father to give you mysteries and secrets of life. So you are under a doctor. He is training you to become a future lecturer. But if you see him as a father, he will give you certain secrets. But if you see him as a boss, after all, that is my service that I'm rendering. And you see him as a master. You will never be able to decode the secrets that are in that office. Let's appreciate fathers. Papa, it's good to come back home. Hallelujah. I have a very good friend and a brother, General Thompson. Actually, he was also the vice president when we were on campus. Let me remind you of this axiom. Those days when we were we. <laughs> yeah, he was the vice president for NOAS. And then he has always been a very good friend. But most of all, people of God, you are also here. I know how stressful this week has been. Charlie, hey, you estimate But upon all the stress, you are here. People of God, God bless you. 
and we really appreciate you. We don't take you for granted at all because you are next in line for an action. Shall we please pray? We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure. the pillars roll fast into the river. Let's grab, let's move. God is helping me in we have an uncle I keep the soul Step as a show All the feelings grow I see to the world
precede life and death. But actually, when you study the Hebrew rendition, the life doesn't come first, but it is rather death that comes first. So this morning, I was telling the saints of God that it is not actually a commutative property. Where we have 3 times 5 to be 15, and 5 times 3 also to be 15. So it can never be in the inverse proportional. But it is rather death and life are in the power of the tongue. And who he ever loves it will eat the fruit thereof. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That stands to reason that we are really connected to death more than we are connected to life. We are really connected to death than we are connected to life. What then is word? According to the Hebrew Talmud and Midrash, the first book of Moses puts it in this way. God in the beginning created the heavens and the earth. But in our scripture, King James Version or any other version says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In a way, semantically, there are two different things altogether. God in the beginning created the heavens and the earth. That means before the beginning, God is and he was. But in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. Then it starts reason that there was a beginning before God. But God is the one who began with the beginning. He is the mover of movers. So God in the beginning created the heavens and the earth. And people of God, God in the beginning created the heavens and the earth. He never said created the heaven, but rather the heavens. Buddhists and Elkankers believe that there are seven heavens. By we Christians, we are of the faith believe that there are three heavens. And it is not expedient that one for me to glory. I know of a man of God 14 years ago. Whether in spirit or flesh, I know it's not. But I know God took him to heavens. And he took him to the third heavens. So this affirms the fact that we believers are of the view that there are three heavens. Contrary or in contradiction to that of the Buddhists and the Elkankers. So God has created the heavens and the earth. A whole lot of theologies are made out of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Because theologians are claiming that from chapter 1 to verse 1 up to 2, so many years have gone on. This is not a place for theological discourse analysis. But that notwithstanding, the axe was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovered round the earth. And God said, and God said. That means right from the beginning, God could not do anything. So his spirit has moved. And anytime there is a motion of the spirit of God, the word of God is also drawn close or is also following. So you realize that when the spirit of God moved, the word of God had to be spoken. What then is word? That stands to reason that in the supernatural realm or in the school of supernatural education, Words are seed with which we transact business in the spirit realm. So that that which we have transacted in the spirit realm will become a manifestation on the earth realm. Because there is always a correlation between heavens and earth. And that is why before even a rain falls, uh, there is an accumulation of crowds. Now when they are fall within the atmospheric heavens, then the sun will pull it down on the earth. Now after it has been pulled down upon this earth, once again you realize that the sun was was caught and then it will also move another water vapor or any vapor from any source of water to the skies and then they will also fall again as rain. Again, what is word? Words are thoughts already produced through speech. Thoughts already produced through speech. So you'd realize that the word of God, which is Jesus Christ on earth or Jesus Christ in motion, has three dimensions. First, I was telling the saints of God that the word of God is the graphy of God. Graphy. 
And graphene has to do with the physical representation of alphabets. So you would see that that's what is written in God in the beginning created the heavens and earth. There is a physical site of vocabulary or alphabets. But it is not enough to get the graphy of God. Now, it is out of that word graphy that we have graphology, which is the physical representation of words. So you realize that the first point of the word is the graphy. But after you find the graphy, it is not enough. You have to move into another realm. And that is where the word becomes the logos. The logos is the thought of God that is put in word. The thoughts of God that is put in word. So I sit here, I will be reading the word. I will be studying the word. I am imbibing the thoughts of God into my heart and into my mind. In the course of imbibing the thoughts of God into my mind and into my heart, whatever thing that you study, you become. Whatever thing you study, you become. So having had the thoughts, it's not enough. I then have to move on to the highest realm. That is where I have the realm of God. So it is like being given a parcel. And the parcel has in it any gifts. The very moment you see the parcel, the first sight of it is the graphene level. But it is not enough to see that parcel which has covered the gift that is within. You have to switch another realm and open it. The fact that you've opened it, which is the logos, which is the thought, doesn't mean it is yours. Hello? Hello? I need to get a paper of God. That doesn't mean it is yours. So you open it. You see that which is in the parcel. The highest realm and the highest level is where you possess it. When you possess it, when you possess it, it is then that it becomes the rhema of Elohim. It is my prayer that you will possess the word of God. It is my prayer that you will be a possessor of the word of God. And that is the realm where you become the word and the word becomes you. Because God and his word can never be decoupled. They can never be separated. And that is why at any point in time, right from even Genesis, when God spoke, his word had already moved ahead. And the very moment the spirits moved, his word also accomplished. So at any point in time, there is an intertwining between the word and the spirit and God. That starts to reason that in this journey of life, you can never move on without the rhema, without the graphy, without the logos of God. Ambassadors. What is the word? Once again, the word is the reasoning or thought of God reigning in the hearts and mind of men. The thought of God reigning in the hearts and mind of men. People of God. So we allow the word to reign within our mind and hearts. There can never be any way we will be metamorphosed into different persons. But this is where we have to now know the thoughts or what we mean by thoughts. Before we move on to know what is meant by thoughts, you realize that the power of words then becomes the building blocks by which we form the building blocks by which we form. And that is why scripture says, and God created human beings. There were some times who he formed. Men was created. Women were formed. No wonder they are more beautiful than us. Hallelujah. You didn't like it. That is why you never responded. Hallelujah. Because a handsome man, no matter what, it's like a woman who is no more beautiful. Hallelujah. So they were formed out of us. But we were created. So you'd realize that there is a link every now and then between thoughts and the words. There is a link between thoughts and words. Now, neurosurgeons have it that our brain is divided into two hemispheres. We have the right hemisphere and then the left hemisphere. Now, 
The left hemisphere is the realm where language is developed. So there is a philosopher by name Noam Chomsky. He says that there is something within that left hemisphere known as the language acquisition device. Shorten as lad. That language acquisition device is the place where anytime there is a thought, there is a creation, a processing of an image. So thought is the creation, processing, recalling, and reviewing of an image in order for them to become meaningful, in order for them to be expressed. So I sit here, you are here, there is a formation of something within your brain, specifically the left hemisphere. But after it has been formed, it has to be processed. It has to be created. It has to come out in an expressive form. The expressive way through which that word is spoken is through the language acquisition device. And that is through words. So that starts to reason that there is always a connection between your thoughts. And that is why scripture says, as a man thinkers, you are not here. As a woman thinkers, so is he or she. So it starts to reason that there is always a connection between your thoughts and your ways. And that is why, if you want to know the weight of somebody, it depends on his ways that he or she speaks. If you want to know the character of somebody, it depends upon the ways that he or she speaks. Your thoughts, your words are couples. The distinction between you and our lectures over here is the fact that they have certain thoughts that you don't have. They've learned certain information which you don't have. So after you've created, after you've processed, after you've reviewed that mental images, then it is spoken. So you stand over here and a prophet will call you. Now there is a process in the supernatural realm. God gives into the spirit of the prophet and he tells you, the prophetess, she tells you that this is ahead of you. It is an image that he or she has seen. Let me tell you, that image that is seen, you are here today, but you will be working to come into contact with the word that you have been spoken or that has been spoken upon your life. So you are now here learning to become a neurosurgeon, learning to become a biochemist or any other field. That's what you are learning are words that are written or words that are spoken to you. You are here today, but the next five years, you become the word which you are studying today. Say so the lawyer is studying legal terminologies. She is here today, but the next five years, see her, see him, and she has become a lawyer. The sociologist is studying sociology today. The pharmacist is studying pharmacognosy, pharmacology, studying everything that you can talk about the next five years. He or she will become that which he is studying today. What are you studying? But here lies the mystery. If the works of men can create people and place them within higher heights so that they become people of prominence and excellence. If my words that I'm studying at KNUST, Harvard University, Princeton, yay, UDS, all inclusive, they can make me people of higher or importance, then can I prophesy to somebody that there is a word that supersedes the word that you are studying today? And that is the logos of God. That is the rhema of God. If you will get committed to that word, although the word that you are studying today is ushering you into a place of prominence, but there is a higher word, there is a better word than that which you are studying today. Come to think of it, within this week, you know the stress that you lay upon yourself in order to be able to absorb everything that you learn. But there is a contradiction in your life, you are able to study every word, word for word, from archaeology to zoology, from Emina to Zinabo. But the moment you pick the word, that is able to transform you. For the scripture says, I commit you to the word, and the love of his grace, that is able to change you. So the word, that is able to change and make you, you are not studying that word. So no wonder, 
We will produce lawyers, but we have criminal lawyers. The medical doctor will come and tell you that you shouldn't smoke, but he himself is a drug addict. Because he studied that which will make him a medical doctor and place him in places of prominence. But there is a word that is able to transform men. He never studied it. Ambassadors. So we are all trying to buy a better future for ourselves. But when all is said and done, when everything has come to an end, that word, that will be able to place us as a better place. That is where we be with our maker. How is that word in you? The word, which is a thought, having a correlation in thought, also materializes in our hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that is why the word that scripture says that I have spoken to you are spirits and life. So I can be given any word. But there is a word that is spirit and that is life. It is Numa and Zoe. And that is why I have told you, you can study any word, but it will not catapult you to heaven. But if you are devoid of the Numa, and if you are devoid of the Zoe, you can never get a better place to be. And that word, also after it has filled our minds, descends down and comes into our hearts. Hallelujah. And that is where, out of the abundance of the hearts, the mouth speakers. So you realize that the gentleman sees a lady. Uh, and because the heart of that gentleman is connected to that lady, he draws close to the lady and tells the lady, that, Hi, baby. Hello, my dear. When I see you, something is doing me. The moment that I see you, there are chemical reactions taking place within my system. So the word that is within his heart, one of these days he draws close to the lady and tell her that, Charlie, I'm feeling you. I'm here to you. I'm checking you. You see, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So the word that is spoken to you is read first in the place of the heart. And you can never control it. Because there is no one who places fire within his heart and it does not burn. So you tell the lady that your heart is connected to hers. Because the word that was placed within the heart has become overflow. It is overflowing its boundaries. It is my prayer today that we will overflow. We will overflow. The scripture says on that very day, I was in a river and it drew closer to my ankle. And within some moments, I realized that it was getting close to my knee. And within some moments, I realized that it was getting close to my waist. It was not enough. It got to a realm where I was swimming and doing swimnology in the river. May you do a swimnology in the word of God. May you do a swimnology in the word of God. From today, you will realize that you will carve the word. You will eat the word. You will bath the word. Everything of yours will be about the word. Because I've always said that if you want to be a wonder in your world and be a student of the word, not until you become a student of the word, you can never be a wonder in your world. The world is trying to crush people but if the word is in you because it has built you up and it has made you formidable and resilient, the word is able to place in you the spirit of resilience so when any storm comes your way that storm can never push you down that pressure can never bring you down it is because you are the word and the word is you and you are manifesting the word it is at the heat of troubles that we see the word that is in you let me do some historical allusion history has said that a man by name Nelson Mandela this man was from South Africa. 
and in the heats of appetite. At that time, when there were turbulences, at that moment when everything was falling apart, the whites wanted to take over South Africa. They were maltreating them. But the word that is in you is seen in times of trouble. The persecutions became stronger. Nelson Mandela didn't know what to do. But here comes the secret. One of these days when persecutions have gotten to the apex, he walked past a Baptist church at the age of 12 years, saw into himself, came into contact with the word and prophesied that one day, no irrespective of the appetite and irrespective of the pressures that I'm going through, I will become the president of South Africa. When people's head were chopped off, when people were being killed without mercy, he realized that there is a word that is in him. And whatever thing that you speak becomes you. And then confessing in the light of revelation is possessing. So irrespective of the challenges that he is going through, he wouldn't confess negative things. So he stood there, saw into the future and said, one day I will become the president of South Africa. Anytime you confess words that are in the light of revelation, people intimidate you. And that is why you, when you told the family that I will be the first person to travel overseas, it has generated a whole lot of pula balloon. Because your great-grandfather doesn't even know Accra. Your mom, the highest place that she went. Ha! I just say, so they don't understand and they can't figure out how you are telling them that you read your master's and PhD overseas. Presently, sometimes money to come to school has even become a problem. But you've looked into yourself and you've told yourself that you will become one of the multi-billionaires. People don't understand. They think you are arrogant. Many a time, words of faith in the sight of people who are not sealed and in the eyes of people who are not oriented by the word is arrogance. Let me say it once more. Words of faith in the eyes of people who are not working according to the word is arrogance. So you tell people, tell them, make your first class. They say, ah, now baby, how are you? I'm so bad, you know. Ambassadors, you tell people, I may not be able to graduate with any other class which you see as a place of excellence or prominence. But I'm telling you today that I'm over here with you. But classmates doesn't mean destiny mates. We are all people of different destinies. You may be the first class student over here, but that doesn't mean that life will make you a first class. I am building words of confirmation and words of faith, and I'm prophesying into my future that in as much as Nelson Mandela prophesied into the future that one day I'll become the president of South Africa, you are also prophesying that one day there is going to be another president of Ghana and you are the one I know of a president of Ghana, although you couldn't even do better, but one of these days he has emerged as one of the best presidents, a legal practitioner of outstanding, that is going to be your story, because you are not moved by what you see, but you are moved by faith, and faith Faith sees something not the ordinary eye can see, and you confess that which you see in the realm of faith, and whatever thing that you confess, because it's in the light of revelation, you possess. Unfortunately, because of the words of Nelson Mandela, the devil attempted a suicide on his life. It got to a point in time, the whites dug a pit and placed in him place him into the pit. And they began to urinate upon him. And they asked him, let your vision and words become a reality. And that is why your prayer, you are praying seriously. You are confessing. But the contradictions of your prayer, the very day that you pray, that is when there is a contradiction to your prayer. 
But these are still building you up. They are making you the better person. Because over there, not until you are able to withstand the pressure. Today, you can never withstand the pressures tomorrow. So you pray. After you've prayed and made all those confessions, you come back and you realize that the situation, that is a contradiction between what you prayed to and what is happening. But this is it. A word doesn't die. It goes into the future. And if it is in the light of revelation waiting for you, Mandela in it, urinated on him with the purpose of making his word that he has spoken now and void. But little did they know that they were rather solidifying him. They were making him formidable. They were making him strong. One of these days, one of these days, Nelson Mandela became the president of South Africa. And in the history of Africa as a continent, one of the greatest presidents we've had. It is not Mubutu Seseko Kukumbanga Wazabanga. Neither is it Zembedo Bukasa or Idi Ami or Fofo Banyo. But when we are talking of people who have made historical mass on the continent of Africa, we mention the name like Nelson Mandela. We mention the name of Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. It is because these were men who confessed into their future. Ah, I remember just some few days ago, that was yesterday, a gentleman studying at abroad, named as Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, had the skill of speaking, and out of his speech, people realized that he was intelligent. So a proposal was made when there was the formation of UGCC that I know of a gentleman who is the Secretary of African Student Union in abroad. Let's go for that gentleman and bring him down so that he will be of help to us. Let's did not know that Nelson Mandela, like the same person of Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, has seen into the future prophesying. Until now, we've been able to raise one of the greatest persons in the world and in the continent, and that person is Nelson Mandela, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. He had to come down so that he becomes the purpose for which God created him for. And it is a result of the words that Dr. Kwame Nkrumah spoke. What are you speaking? What are you speaking? Hey, it's your baby. These are your speeches. These are your utterances. What? These are your utterances. Your word determines the quality of your life. Your words determine the quality of your life. Your words determine the direction of your life. What is the direction of your life? Because whatever thing that you speak, your legs, the motion, draws you towards where you spoke. I see a generation of young men and young women who are never intimidated by anything, any negative word which they are hearing, but they see into their future and they see the word of God that is into them. And the word of God is here and amen. Ha, and I see them proclaiming and saying, irrespective of what I'm going through, I know God's word says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. I am brought today. It is because of today. That is why I'm dependent on your little sitter. Your gari has become our source of dependence. But it is not intimidating me. Because some years to come. Some years to come. Like Nelson Mandela. Who saw into the future. And prophesy that one day I will become the president. One day I will become the president. One day I will become the president. Ha, I see the Emerson Pomafas is being raised from this time. I see people at the Catherine Gomez being raised from here. You will see that they are nobodies and non-entities today. But deep within their future, 
is a seed of greatness. And that what they are confessing today is manifesting and ushering them into their height of greatness. People are going through struggles today, but they are silent because they know that whatever thing that they speak, they become. So they are not speaking negatively, but they are confessing positive words alongside that which they are going through. There is a contradiction in their life. They are praying, but there is a contradiction. They are meditating, but there is a contradiction. But may I announce to somebody who is within the sound of my voice that there comes a day, there comes a day that you are being raised as the next Emerson from Macpherson. Ah, I see generals being raised from the house. I see my divine realm and with the eyeglasses of heaven now God is raising the next president of Ghana, the next UN Secretary General, the next EU president from the gathering of the saints. People of God, it is as a result of this that there are key things to be noted. Placing emphasis on the power of God. Remember that life is such that whatever word that you see, if it is an idle word, you will be judged for that. And you may not know because of the frustrations that you went through and unconscious you said, Yes! You have no idea what people go through. And if you've never been through what someone is going through, don't judge a person. Ambassadors, because that which he or she has withstood. If you are to go through, you will be funeral by now. And let me honestly proclaim to you the battles of your pressure determine the content and where you are heading towards. Your pressures are so enormous. Said that no barometer is even able to measure it. It tells you that you are a great person and God is preparing you for a better future. Because before the gold becomes a gold, it has to be subjected to pressure. This tells you that you and I have to be careful with our utterance. So, Matthew. The 12th chapter, the 36th verse to the 37th verse says, Any unworthy word which comes from your mouth, you will be judged according to it. People of God, when someone accuses you and policemen are coming to arrest you, when they draw close to you, there is something that they tell you. Now, they tell you that you should be careful not to utter a word. Because legally, any word that you speak can be used for or against you in the court of jurisprudence. Because in life, whatever thing that you say is going to be the basis with which lawyers will acquaint you or discharge you. So out of frustration, if you're not careful and you speak any word, it may go against you. So the police will tell you, never utter any word. Because whatever word that you say can be used for or against you in the realms of the spirit. Unconsciously, we never knew, but we spoke certain words, and those words are the basis for which our life is under torment. Those words are the basis for which our life is under temptation and that pressure. From today, I plead that you will never utter any word just because you are under frustration. For let me tell you, even silence in the law of supernatural is a metalinguistics with which we determine how matured you are. So silence too is a word. And it may be a non-verbal communication, yet it is a word. Sometimes, just be silent. When the turbulences become too much, never utter any word. Or in your bed to speak, be careful and think through it well. 
Because at that particular point in time, when the emotions become higher, they supersede the rational or the reasoning. So the more emotional you become, the less rational you are. Secondly, our choice of words determine our personality. You are who you are based on the word that you speak. I remember the other day, Joel Austin, there was a hurricane at abroad. And then he happened to be there. And you know these media men, anytime they want information to publish. You know Joel Austin too is a public figure. They drew closer to him with the anticipation that he would speak negative words, then they would tag him by his words. The journalist got closer to Joel Austin and began to talk, pushing him to the wall. Joel, you see that this havoc has never happened before and it's going to cost the president of this nation. After he has spoken everything, Joel Austin said, it is good. What you are saying may be true, but I don't see it as such. God is making something greater of this havoc. For I know that the troubles of today is not worth comparing to the glory that the Lord has set ahead of us. So people are going through storm, but that doesn't mean that it is going to be forever. They are going through mess, but God is making a message out of their mess. They are going through temptation, but God is going to make a testimony out of it. They are going through pressures, but God is going to make a pleasure out of them. And then he shut the mouth of the journalist. He drew close, the journalist drew close to Victoria. Later did he know that Victoria is even more powerful and word-oriented than the man. Victoria, what do you have to say about this situation? And Victoria also said, I see God raising people who are higher and are more worthy and are people who are of prominence than even this situation. What situation are you going to be careful never to alter any word because it can be used for or against you? Ambassadors. Ambassadors. But at that particular point in time, when you are going through such situations, let the word of God that is you build you up and speak words of confession or confession that are positive. So the power of positive thinking is resulted in the power of positive speaking. The power of positive thinking is resulted in the power of positive speaking. Finally, people of God, your words can lead you to trouble. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 6 and 7. Your words can lead you to trouble. But if the word of God is within our hearts, there is no way that we can be led into trouble. May the good Lord who is able to build us up? Who is able to make us stronger? From today, I see generations of young men and women who are non-entities today as you see him or her seated by you, by the person tomorrow. And because of the word which you've committed yourself to, that word will change your life and it will make you somebody. You can never be an insignificant person in life for you are created in such a time like this for the purpose and significance of God. 